Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. And we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. What is up, my dudes, and welcome into another edition of Regular Guy Gaming. Thank you all so much for joining us right here on the Grapple Talk Network, and uh, a happy Mother's Day to all y'all that are mothers, or if you have loved ones that are mothers, uh, it's a great day, man. I had the chance to uh, hang out with two different moms today, and uh, we had a good time. We played some laser tag, we ate some Mexican, and uh, and yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a muy bueno Day. I don't remember how to say day in Spanish. Unfortunately, I got a D and Espanol back in high school. But uh, nonetheless, it was a great day for that. And it's a great day for podcasting, brother, brother, because uh, we got a great episode lined up for you guys. It's a really good episode. It's like, seriously, I got home um, from all the Mom's Day shenanigans and uh, had to mow the lawn. Looked like a jungle in my backyard. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this week's interview. So I can give it a proper introduction. And um, really great stuff. Um, ben Ace Maximus joined RGG and Riles Beniles. They talked about modding, uh, modding games, stuff like that. Uh, ben, uh, a little bit more of a, uh, from what it sounds like, kind of gets into coding a little bit. Um, kind of makes his own mods. Riles Beniles more along the lines of downloading his own, but they give great perspective. If you are a modder, this is the podcast for you. If you're not a modder, I'd also say listen to it. I am not a modder. I don't mod anything. I'll talk about that a little bit in the third segment, uh, but I still really enjoy these guys. Phenomenal banter, great stuff, and uh, yeah, man, I, I, I really dig it, and I'm, I'm sure that you guys will dig it as well. So without further ado, uh, let's uh, send it over to RGG as he... Uh, continues to try to guess exactly what it is I say in these introductions, RGG. Thank you, Ragbag, in that awesome opener. I really don't even know what he said. He probably said that I'm quitting and not doing RGG anymore. Who knows? But we have actually an awesome episode today. I'm really excited about this. We've got Riles Beniles in the house. You know what he probably said? He probably said that regular guy gaming is a racist. And we've got... Ace Maximus in the house tonight. I cook with only vinegar. <laughs> well, that's, that just sounds horrible. That's an inside joke, <laughs> and I know exactly what he means with that. That's an inside joke. Uh, Bill has made me... Hey, let's kick off the three-way I know. Skype interview with inside jokes. Hey. So, uh, the reason why... I, if you guys are wondering why I bring... Well, the heading gave it away. These two uh, know a lot about their gaming. They're definitely into the PC world. But the one thing that they're definitely both into is modding. You guys should remember Ace Maximus from... What was that? Last summer? Was that last summer I interviewed you? Um, I think it was last winter. Last winter I interviewed you. So like a year ago last winter? Was that almost a year ago? season of white. Yeah, Yeah, it was... And we got Riles Beniles here in the house. He's a part of... Just as much a part of RGG as Ragbag. He's the one behind um, the RGG website. The the stuff that you guys um, comment on and you like, he's the one that puts that up there. He keeps RGG relevant. Um, online. Uh, so, big thank you, uh, Riles, for that, Riles Beniles. I appreciate hey, you doing that. What, what can I say? I, I know how to hit the share button a lot. <laughs> so, guys, let me, let's me let start this off. 
you guys are both modders. Let me ask this question. Why do you feel the need? Why do you mod your game? What's what's wrong? I'll I'll aim this at first um Ace Ace Maximus. Why do you mod your games? Um I just I think the community of like the internet can just uh enhance the game better than what the actual uh companies do. Okay. That's I mean that's one of the reasons is or you know why we look up mods and why they have people who uh, are you know sponsored on Steam and stuff like that. If you actually pay for your games, uh, th- they are they go to school for this. They you know that this is their passion to do things like that, and they can come up with um, unique and uh, inventive ways to play the game and add things into the game, whether it's graphical tweaks or. Um, you know, items or, you know, even godly tiered stuff to, 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 <laughs> to just, to just, yeah, yeah, to cheat items, to just blow the game out and, you know, not really enjoy the game, just play it because you want to see big, you know, big numbers. Um, it, it's, it's almost like when the game is brought out, it's like a blank slate. Like, here's the game, now go make it better. <laughs> okay. I like that. Uh, Riles Beniles, what's 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 it for you? What's modding for you? I mean, I'll just kind of build off of what, uh, what Ben said. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, enjoying the community, enjoying kind of, you know, seeing what you think would, would be great to add to a game that you obviously spent 60 bucks on or more to really enjoy, you know, the vanilla game. Um, but I think a lot of it is just you kind of see what other people are kind of thinking to kind of support the ideas. And it, a lot of it is you get, you know, stuff that maybe the, the developers didn't have time to really emphasize on because, like, half the time some of the modding content is stuff that's literally just in the game. It's cut content but they weren't able to implement it. So then here's a monitor that has a little bit more time on their hands. Say, okay, let's activate this. Let's add this tweak. Let's do this, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now this is in the game. And then you have some other things like, oh, well, this would make sense to put in the game because all this stuff references this thing. So it's almost like you're additional, like everybody loves downloadable content. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like when you play the vanilla games, like, oh man, it's so much fun, but oh man, I can't wait till they drop that DLC. He's like, basically this is DLC that you don't have to wait forever for. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Um, but what's nice about it is you have that ability to, you know, just kind of reach out into the public community. You get to reach out to people like you, except just more talented because they know <laughs> what to do with, with, with the modding. Um, and then on top of that, you kind of get to see their ideas of like what they can do. And, and nowadays, like you see with Bethesda is that now modding is actually turning into a career because People you have the creation jobs. club, you have the creation club, which isn't Bethesda just having some of their, you know, developers just going and saying they're modders. Like you actually have, like, if you look at, uh, some of the recent stuff mm-hmm. from the fall Four creation club, you have stuff from Eleonora, you have stuff from fading signal, like two people that are very prominent in the Fallout and Skyrim modding community. And, yeah, they've been dropping stuff for free for years. But, you know, I'll buy their stuff just because, hey, you made it to the big time, and this is essentially financing you. So, yeah, absolutely, I'll support you. So I, I think it's I think it's basically an opportunity for somebody that, to do what they love and ultimately the end, the end goal, of course, mm-hmm. is to make money off of what you do for free you know everybody does that 
And here is literally now Bethesda is giving you that opportunity. So while it's easy to shit on what Bethesda drops on their own, it is nice to see when the modders actually come out, something's like, oh, man, that's so cool. And I, I got to get it because it's so cool that they're doing that. Okay. Uh, question. This one goes to Ace. Ace Maximus, what can you say is out of all the years now I've known you for you've been modding games and modding my games for as long as I've known you. You've literally come over to my house and been like why are you playing the game that way i'm like because because and then you've shown me a better way to play it dragon age is one of them uh but before i get into that what is one of your favorite mods or what is one of your favorite games to mod um i mean it would have to be uh it started with probably oblivion but uh i think i played um skyrim (laughs) a lot more so I would have to, I would have to say it's it's transferred to Skyrim. Okay. Um, because in Oblivion, you you know you, you there were glitches in game where you didn't even need mods. Yeah. Just you you know you could the one hundred percent chameleon set. Right, and then just be invisible and then do whatever you wanted. No one could see you. Yep. Um. So in and of itself, you could find stuff in the game to break it, and then that's why I kind of just it, it it lost its interest to me, but. With as large as Skyrim is, and all of the, uh, you know, um, it just the, the freedom you have in that game, um, all the mods that come with that and enhance it just make it, um, you know, even even better. Um, I, you know, coming coming from a very large um, role playing background and um, you know loving fantasy and stuff like that. Just seeing some of the stuff that the people do, whether it is the graphical enhancements that uh, will turn it almost lifelike to, um, you know, something simple as a, a chest. Given your character's up. lightsabers. Hold, hold, hold yeah. on. Pa- pause, Ace. Did you just fart, RGG? No, it's my That's chair. Not, that, Literally, that it's my like- chair. Now, it, it's funny that you're trying to repeat it. And I, I am, don't but it was my chair. I wouldn't do that I, on my that- show. Like, the, I'm actually question, listening to the what question, he has to though, say. And you push as hard as possible. <laughs> Let's just keep focusing. You, you mod. See, I, 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 I want to focus on what he's saying because he's saying a lot of good stuff. And he you is, just dropped the wettest fart. I did. It wasn't. I swear. So, I would. so disrespectful. I would own up to something like that. I promise you I didn't. Sounds like Adam Sandler skit. That was you, not me. <laughs> Moving on. Let's breathe in. Everybody just breathe in. Okay, this is a counting thing. This is what we do. All right, now listen. I'm so glad you're over where you are and not fun of me. I didn't, I swear. Uh, but, so, Ace, keep going. For, yes. Yeah, for, for me, um, the Skyrim would be the one that I mod the most. Um, it, I, I, know the, I know the classic ones I like. I know the ones that I You I modded the hell out of Dragon Age, man. You made but that no, game see, so much that, fun. Right, and that's that is that's where it's kind of different. Like I in drag or in uh, Skyrim, I never really got into the coding and modding myself. I never got into the workshops and making. You made uh, it, and I was going to bring up the fact. Sorry for cutting you off, but you made the entire Nightingale set the way you felt it should have been made. You changed yeah. it, and then you left it. Like, it was so cool. Is you made it, and then you put it in the game for me too. You're like, all right, just go here and go pick it up. So and, you, and yeah, go I ahead. Did, I did do a little bit of coding and modding um, for Skyrim, but not nearly as much as Dragon, as Dragon Age. <laughs> Dragon, Dragon Age was, was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, no, Dragon Age was was it was easier. The um, you know the workshop that they gave you was the much cleaner kits, to use. The toolkits, yeah, yeah, the toolkit 
was very easy to use. Um, but in and of that, I mean, I can even go back to like Neverwinter Nights, yeah, uh, one and two, and the toolkits they had in creating stuff. And what uh, what type of what see now back in those days, I knew you were a heavy PC gamer, and I knew you were doing that, but I didn't see it myself. Um, what were you modding and doing stuff then? Because I do remember, guys, remember was him name Adam Sessler and so on on the old GameSpot show. Yeah. What they said, well, if you can make a game, I could do this better or that. Let's see you do it. You were doing it. What were you doing? Like, what were you making? How long did it take? And just wow. I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, once once I found the, um, you know, you can find anything on Google, but once I found like the YouTube tutorials of people uh, showing you how to do it, it. I just, you know, I followed along and did it myself. But, you know, it wasn't, it was something as simple as making one item that added everything. <laughs> okay. Like, like, just, like, in, in uh-huh. the Neverwinter Nights and stuff like that where you didn't get, like, graphical enhancements and yep. buildings and all the other mods. It was just you created items for your character, then you played the vanilla story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just made an item. I made, like, a ring that added all my stats, all spells, all abilities. Like, it was just... It went ridiculous just because I wanted to see the story and play through it with no trouble whatsoever. All right, let's switch over to the other, I mean, basically the other part of RGG, Riles Banals. Let's let's hear some of your modding stories. Let, let's hear, have you created some, let, let's hear it. So I haven't really created anything on my own, but I will say kind of going over to like Skyrim, um, a lot of the modding experience I have is through Skyrim, through Fallout to Vegas, through Fallout 4. And um, a lot of it started with Skyrim just because that's really the first game that I really had that I knew had mods with it. And something to really just to focus on really quick is just the idea that, you know, right now you have you have a. Skyrim that still has a modding community, despite the fact that that game dropped in 2011. It's almost which, ten years if, old. If, yeah, if you if you if you think about it, you know here it is, you know 2011, 2018, seven years later, people are still contributing mods to this, despite the fact that there was a Skyrim special edition that came out, I think last year, yeah. and still the 2011 the vanilla version. <laughs> Is still more popular than than the one that allows you to add mods into the game, allows you to contribute to the creation club. Um, in addition, everything like that, people still want to be like, oh, I I have what I have. Segway. Why do you wanna, think that is? I think it's just because people go with the devil they know. You know, like instead of starting completely from scratch with a brand new game which is basically what they already have, because really Skyrim Special Edition is just, hey, just updating the, the everything into the from the original game and basically now doing, okay, hey, you know, 2017, okay, here's the Special Edition. Yeah, there's a couple of tweaks that we made. They did it's fix the, um, the Drain Life Shout and the new one that came out. The Drain Life Shout was never, Ooh. was always, let me, Ooh. the Vitality, that was fixed. The vanilla one, it is, it's it's no point to use that shout. I think you, I think you answer your question of why nobody's switching over to Special Edition opposed to <laughs> keeping with it. But anyway, so, uh, so it just, it, it's, it's a community. It's, it's the fact that people have been on the original Skyrim since 2011, 
And it doesn't matter if you update everything. It's like, hey, it's going to be completely fine. Just have to get this new game. People are just like, well, fuck that. I already have the original game. Let's just do this. And that's why, like, modding channels, like, modding review channels were focusing Nexus Mod on... Manager. I'm just no, saying, I'm, talking, I'm talking about YouTube channels. Okay. I'm talking about YouTube channels that would review mods for games. Yep. You know, people those. were doing reviewing for uh, for special edition, but then they gave up. It's just like, okay, well, more downloads and more con- more contributions are coming to the original game, so we'll just give them the on this. We'll if there's enough to really focus on it, great, but we're not going to focus it on on it right now. So um, for me, Skyrim, I really got into it uh, to kind of get back on track um, with the idea that it was really cool to just play it, just on the console by itself and then seeing, Oh, Hey, here's this mod. Oh, that's really cool. Here's this mod. Oh, that's pretty sweet too. Like just being on YouTube, just like on the weekend and checking everything out. It's like, Oh, I'm going to, okay. Now I kind of want to get uh Skyrim for steam. I want to be able to mod on my PC. And then, I mean, of course for me being a, being a nerd for world of Warcraft, here I am seeing that I can mod world of Warcraft. I was going to bring that up into, into Skyrim. And it was, like okay, that's this is too. There, it's like they're selling modding to me, like personally. So, uh, modding Skyrim was a lot of fun, and actually, oddly enough, like before recording this, I actually uh, downloaded Skyrim into my new PC Did and grabbed oh. grabbed some new stuff. And I've been looking at like mod reviews, like for recent years. Because case in point, why I said that uh, the the vanilla game is still getting thunder is that there's there's reviews that, for new mods that came out. This week, there was a new episode for a, a mod channel that came out this past Sunday. So wow. there's, so there's. Would like, you mind letting the people know what it was so they can probably check it out if they want to? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I mean, you can go to MXR Mods. Um, it's a YouTube channel that I like to check out. I've been checking it out ever since the guy started out years ago. Um, but he just dropped uh, episode two forty of him doing doing the review channel so just check out like what he what he had on there um he like what i like about review channels is just the idea that here's here's a look at all these uh, all these mods that come out and he kind of breaks down what came out what the benefit is like if it's if he personally likes it if he doesn't like it he gives you kind of enough for you to look at it yourself Mm -hmm. and be like okay maybe i like that but then you get like well, I'm kind of indifferent, but what do you think about this? It's like, uh, you know, not really a big deal compared to this, or, oh, it's not as good as this, so maybe just download that okay. instead. And you're kind of like, okay, so maybe I just won't take a look at it. Instead of having to download everything and maybe you maybe you screw up your entire game because you're like, oh, I'm going to get my own opinion. What does that guy know? He only has 8 million viewers. I don't, I don't have anybody. Um, but kind of going into modding uh, again, like you know, I was playing Fallout Four on my piece, uh, my PS4 forever, and honestly, I downloaded. Uh, I watched Fallout you play 4. on your channel, by the way. Plug yeah. your channel. Plug your channel. Cheap plug. Cheap uh, plug. Uh, uh, so YouTube, uh, Riles Beniles. I do survival mode Fallout Four and a bunch of other FPSs and everything like that. Um, but case in point i've been playing on the ps4 for hours and hours and hours weeks and days and the fact that i was looking at reviews of mods and seeing what was coming out on the pc it's like oh man oh well i can download mods on my ps4 but it's like oh well i only have a limited you know it's basically like going from an a la carte line to a continental breakfast at a shitty motel (laughs) where it's just like oh cool i 
oh man, like I, I just want to get like some pancakes and some fucking bacon. This and you get fucking the like PS4 no, does feel that way. No, here's some he toast. Gets, <laughs> yeah, you get get some mini boxes of fucking frosted flakes and like a orange juice. The PS4 um, does mod does feel that way, but that's because of the restrictions that Sony well, has. Yeah, yeah, and I understand that. And then there's there's a lot of cool stuff that's still on the PS4. Don't get me wrong, but not as cool as the Xbox, as the, with PC where it's unlimited PC potential. So case in point, like honestly, my selling point for getting Fall 4 for the PC was Sim Settlers. Because here's literally this mod that says, hey, the settlement system, this should have been implemented in the game itself, but somebody took the liberty to make this themselves where basically it turns what your is, settlement... What is that? So Sim Settlements is basically a mod that turns your settlements in Fall 4 into a Sim City. So basically you... Uh, you you plug in a, a housing settlement, and then the guy that's in your settlement system will basically say, okay, I'm going to build my house. I'm going to build this, and I'm going to build it creatively to me. And then you build up tiers and tiers based on your uh, defense, your happiness, and everything like that. You can do oh, that okay. with first. So instead of you literally having to do all yourself thing, you basically can, you can build it and say, hey, here's all these plots. You can play the game, you can do some dungeons, you can do some minimet quests and everything like that, come back, and then it's a brand new settlement. That's awesome. And, and it makes it honestly makes you want to come back to your settlements more to often. see what they did. Like, okay, well, oh man, I looked, that looks like shit. Why did I build it that way? That's so fucking stupid. But here you go, and then it's like, oh, that's really cool. And then on top of that, when you build the housing, like... The guy made it so intricate that every single house has its own lore. Like, so the more you build it up, you get to hear these backstories of, oh, here's unnamed settler number 50. Oh, well, okay, well, he must really like music because he always collects music and he has all this stuff on his shelves and his drawers. So and they his, have their own little backstories. Exactly. That's like, cool. That's, that's what makes it, like, again, like, you know, with all the stuff that came out for Fallout 4 with the modding, I was like, Oh man, that's so cool! But oh yeah, the, uh, uh, right. if I if I don't have it, it's not the end of the world. Let me but let then, me jump in here. Sim settlements came out, and I was just like, I'm sold. That's cool. I, yeah. Let me jump in here and let me ask this question that I I have to ask. This goes to Ace Ace Maximus. Are you ready for this question? Yes. Have you ever should have said no? Have you ever beat Skyrim? No. <laughs> let me finish. Have you ever? You beat... don't need to. I've. I... <laughs> I'll tell you right now, the last game I beat front to back. Uh-huh. Final Fantasy X. Okay, oh my god. Now, do you think that maybe modding is a little distracting at times? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I will absolutely but 100% say that. But it's supposed that. to be distracting, though, because, like, let's be honest, if you're modding your game, it's because you've beaten the vanilla game for for every... No, no, not but, him. Yeah. No, not no, him, no. no, no. No, oh, you you get you well, get the game. You load it in. You hit start. You go into and the he game. Mods. Okay, now it's in the registry. He'll, now you get out and yep. then you just mod the fuck out. He will play the I game. I don't even enjoy. In fact, the I, vanilla experience. Did, you because did. I have to make it my own version. <laughs> now, if I'm correct, you did at least beat Dragon Age, right? Is that Final Fantasy VII? Oh my okay. God! You didn't beat Dragon Age, and you I modded beat, the hell I, out of it. I didn't beat Dragon Age one or two. Oh my god! And you just you just spent all your time modding. Yeah, I modded and then I played and I was like, "Yeah, this is dope. This is awesome." And then 
I think then WoW, then, you know, then then I would just dip back into WoW, or the new expansion of WoW would come out. So then, you know, I'd, I'd go back to that. And there, there was always something that... So, that took have me you away ever from, got from Dragon... From the actual full playthroughs. Like, <laughs> I've never got I've never got Dragon's Ring. You've never got Dragon ever, Ring. Never. The only part of that story I ever do is the first time you walk with the blade, yep. and kill the first dragon, and yep. then I forget about that quest completely. Wait, oh. Are you guys talking about Dragon Age or Skyrim? Skyrim right now. I'm asking. Yeah, we get back into Skyrim. I'm asking Skyrim. if he has I, ever gotten Dragon Ren. How you know dude. to get the dragons on the ground? See, no, no, I'll, no. I'll, I'll oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, I, I've never. Uh, I haven't done that. Um, it usually it dips into then trying to find better weapons, even though I've made the best weapon I can <laughs> because of the mods I put in. Um, and then just trying to find words. I'll go to the the graybeards. Hey, where'd you find a word at? Cool. I'll go kill a dragon. I've heard the faint whisper of a word. Yeah, and Let then me I'll, I'll go find mind. that word. And in doing that, none of it is ever dragon rent. I was like, well, eventually I'll just find it, knowing not knowing that no, you have to continue yep, the story. The storyline. Eventually, you'll get dragon rent, yep. and then you can go. Like, yeah, no, I haven't beat any of the expansions or vanilla. See, I'll I'll say this much is that you know. I think personally that modding it should be it should come after you had the experience of playing the game on vanilla because I played Skyrim on vanilla and I played it you know to every nook and cranny I've done that with New, with New Vegas I've done that with uh, with Fallout Four I've done with that with a lot of the games before I modded them and then what I like about it is just it's just the idea that you get to see the game for what it is and then kind of look at it and then kind of reach out with the modding community and be like, Oh, well, what if they did this instead of this? Or what if you did that instead of this? And then you kind of be able to look at it almost like, Oh, I'm playing a brand new game. It's a lot different than the vanilla game. So at least you kind of know what to expect. And then you kind of know, like it's your, it's your controlled, uh, it's your controlled uh, substance and I, uh, versus playing the the whole new world, I guess. And and that 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 actually is a really good point. And I think that would be that would actually be kind of a cool way. And I mean, I I know I don't have the discipline for it, but if you could only if if the game would only register mods in like a new game plus, like you got to beat the game. That's cool. Like like beat the game, and then new game plus you can implement all of these other. Uh, aspects, and then if you want, play through the game again, sure. or play other content that they've done. Um, you know, jumping back into what you were saying about how why um, Skyrim Special Edition uh, didn't go anywhere and isn't popular, and people are still going with the original Skyrim or right. like you know Skyrim Legendary, where it's all the expansions into one. Is people are coming out with full blown. Like thirty Expand, hour yep, stories, stories now. Yep, for yep. the original Skyrim, um, and, and it's just it's it's insane that um, the only reason I bought Skyrim Special Edition is because they put they they uh, ported it to the console, right? And then, hon- and honestly, like for me, like I kind of going off of uh, my original point of vanilla versus going into modding. Like the, one of the things I really like too is the idea that you play the vanilla version, you get to see everything, what's good, what isn't. And case in point, like Skyrim and Fallout Four, that I can cite at least for sure, both of those have versions that have been uh, that have come out from modders that they've uh, they've modified the the beginning. Which everybody knows. Yes, you know, that's such so, a good point. So, so Skyrim, you have the you know your your prisoner, you're caught, 
you basically escape by Alduin basically fucking shit up, and it's like okay, like I'm on my eighth time player. of doing I'm, that. I'm on my eighth playthrough. I don't need to see all the shit. Yeah, and then with with Fallout, it's the same thing. Okay, pre war stuff. Oh, that's really cool. That's my favorite part of it. But then it's like, oh, we got to run to the vault. Oh, I'm frozen. Oh, my wife's dead. Oh, now I got to get out. It's like, okay, great. But at least in Skyrim, you could, like there. There's people that it's like, all right, you wake up. You are blank. You are a member of blank. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm part of the Dark Brotherhood. I'm an assassin, opposed to I'm a prisoner of war. And then the same with the with Fallout because it's a war friendly idea of okay, you're a synth. You just that was you the question. Just, you were just created. Where where are you with synth? Like because the whole idea of the synths is that they're double agents or they're they're secret agents, you know, for the institute. So it's like, all right, you are a member of the Gunners. You're over at this place. Boom, ported in. You're right at Gunner Plaza, and so, you're like, oh, I'm not I'm not here, you know, pre-war. I'm I'm here right now in the present. So a question um, I was actually gonna ask you guys. I think I might know Ace's. Um, answer to this but uh it's ace maximus i don't know why you're laughing that that's your birth given name it says it on no i was laughing that you probably already know the answer i already yeah yeah i already know the answer to this how do you guys feel about lore breaking mods like i don't know giving a character a lightsaber i mean i think it's i think it's awesome like i don't like it's a lightsaber so that should be in any game I think any game, including I, World of Warcraft, ever. I, I think. What it's, about think Hearthstone? Ever. All right. It's Hearthstone, you dummy. If if you but, if, if you had a lightsaber card in Hearthstone, you could you you just you nothing can stop a lightsaber. It just cuts through everything. And how do you feel, Riles Beniles, about non lore like a b- lore lore breaking mods? See, like. For me, I I will usually go with the stuff that logically makes sense, like that is lore friendly. But there, like sometimes I'm sold on somebody's review of it of like, oh my god, this like for example, I downloaded a mod for Fallout Four. I'm not using it right now because it definitely caters to your your character being a lot stronger than level one. But it literally, it, the mod for Fallout Four it's called Tina's Cookie Apocalypse, where basically it brings uh, Tiny Tina from Borderlands Two into Fallout 4. Oh, that's where, cool. Which is like, like I saw this like, that's dope. I want that. <laughs> Give me that. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And it, it brings in, like, it basically, like, thinks team, like, it's not even just like, oh, here's the, like, it's literally like, when I was when I was escaping the vault and all of a sudden I had, like, Radroaches exploding and giving out, like, supplies, I was like, what the fuck did I download? And then when one of them dropped a cookie, I like, Oh, that's the Tina. That's the Cookieopolis one. And then you get the first one. And it's like, oh my god, you got a cookie. It's super rare, and you should totally give it to me. And it's like, here, let me give you this in return. And then a bunch of exploding cows like just pop out of nowhere. Like, what the so, heck? and then it's you... like, oh, that's that's the wrong one. And then a giant superhuman, a ju- super mutant behemoth pops out. And I'm like, uh, fuck. And then it slams me, and I'm like, okay, this is definitely not catered for a level one character. So it'll definitely come back in the loading system, but for now it's like, like I, I'm, I'm gonna leave it for now. But it's stuff like that that yeah, it's a little bit lore breaking, but 
it's nice because then it's not just like okay everything I kind of it's it's practical it's kind of expected and though this should be in the game but it's not and that's kind of weird at least kind of being like you think like oh what the fuck and it's like <laughs> like and then your brain is like okay well oh maybe this will kind of work and maybe it won't and oh you know what if like in reality we're in the alternate world here so maybe this is a real thing so it's like your brain tries to like. Yeah. understand and it tries to like justify the lore breaking mod that you just downloaded into yeah. your actual game but sometimes it's fun to just be like you know what fuck it I'm going to have a mount and it's going to be a My Little Pony whatever <laughs> just shit. So, you know, and, but also like you know just to to clarify on mine too is um, you know like it depends on the mod you download like you, you wouldn't look for a um, like gun mod for Skyrim. No, I would never do that. Like that like that that type of lore breaking I think is is, you know, not something that, you know, normally I would recommend to do, but the way that they implement in Skyrim at least the, the you know, the lightsaber is, you know, they have a nice-looking uh graphically enhanced hilt with a crystal in the bottom and yeah. then it just creates an energy blade. Like, you know, you got to figure yeah. okay, well, if if that is going to be technically lore breaking, Let's just go to like Return of the Jedi, where you had a primitive, you know, race of Ewoks using bows and arrows versus lasers Guys, and lightsabers. Ace, you know, Maximus, Maximus, we're not getting into it. We're not going to get See, into it. <laughs> See, the nice, the nice thing about like a, a lightsaber in Skyrim is that there's always the default scapegoat of oh, the dwarven race were were well beyond. The technological wonders of the rest of the world. Exactly. So, like, they're so like, there's there's a uh, there's there's a Skyrim mod which basically brings in like Fallout characteristics. Like, you can have an iBot and uh, Mr. Handy and all this stuff. And it basically there's in Skyrim, which yeah, and, that's and so dope. So it's it's clearly not part of the dwarven automatrons that are already in the game. But at least like you you download that and you see that and you're kind of like. All right. Well, I just saw a dwarven, you know, sphere, you know, ro- rolling around, and and then I saw a centurion that was kicking my ass, everything like that. So, I mean, who's to say that maybe the dwarven didn't make something that can play music on on a jukebox or something like that, or it can dance around or something like that? It's it's kind of like you're, you're like, okay, this is definitely lore breaking, but at least there's kind of the the scapegoat. Oh, it's futuristic. Oh, well, maybe the dwarven made it, and there's right. not so many around the world. It's yeah. the let's, rarest. Let's, it's, it's, let's it's, pause it's here. Let's get a commercial few. in real quick. Let's get a commercial in. Ragbag, do not. I repeat, do not play a Ross Family Podcast commercial. Hey, it's Hot Shot Scott Williams. Do you like chili? Well, I do too. Do you like podcasts? Well, so do we. It's the Ross Family Matters podcast. Join myself, Victor Stick Ross, Jack Spade, and, Prom a, and a cavalcade of other people except Maru. You're never allowed. Grapple Talk Network, it's the podcast. We're coming at you. Maru's not allowed! All right, we are back. Thank you, Ragbag, for not playing that commercial. Thank you for playing oh, Lonesome totally Road. Did. No, he didn't. He played Lonesome Road. He played yours. It, he didn't because I didn't make the Lonesome one, you asshole. You don't have a Lonesome Road one yet? 
Not, not yet. Well, hurry up so he can play. Please make it so he can put it in that spot. Nah, now nah, I'm gonna wait. Now nah, I'm gonna wait <laughs> until after this comes out, and then I'll record it. All right. So, uh, awesome, awesome with the, the, the great stuff about lore breaking, and then how you can kind of justify some of it and make it work, and and just the de- the the wealth of knowledge you guys have of of modding and making the game better, and uh, see what the community can do, and really one big thing that regular guy gaming is all about bringing us together through games which is the you know you and me uh riles beniles uh ace maximus and i we've all come together through games um in saying all that i want to go down memory lane and see if ace maximus ace how often would i ask you to make me shit in games i mean once you knew i could do it and i made one thing you you even started thinking of ways to uh, script characters, yes, and, and and find out how to make um, you know stories and actual characters in the game. And I ended uh, up, yeah. Go ahead. I'm I sorry. mean, you, you ended up having a um, you made a, a dwarf character had a few lines, yes, um, yes. But no, yeah, it would if I could. You know, if I was free and I could make an item, you would think of it. I'd find a way to do it, and then you would. Tell you, okay, here it's here. Go get it. It's it's in the game now. You would. You would make it. You'd give it the skin. I'd give you the idea of it. You would make it, and you would even go as far as let's say you're working. Okay, I would call you at work, and I would go, "It's bugged," and you would go, "What's wrong with it?" I would tell you, and like, "All right, when I get off work, I'll fix it." You'd get off from work. You would fix it. And then you would go, all right, you'll find it here. It's in your game. <laughs> I put it here. And, like, you would take the time to fix whatever the issue was for what I wanted. And I did. I tried my hand in modding. I tr- I made a character. I, I made a quest, um, a small quest. And I, I j- it just the amount of work was just ridiculous. And I just... I know for you, Ace, it was easy for you to kind of just go in, look at the skin, and assign numbers to it, and assign... It was, But to me, it was just daunting work. Is it, a, is it, is it something you just get used to? Is it fun doing it? You know what I, I mean? mean? Like, where what I was doing versus what you were doing is you were actually trying to create an AI. You were trying to make a character who would... If you choose A, he would respond with B. If yep. you choose B, he would respond with C. Yes. Versus what I was doing was just finding the template that the game already has in there and then just adding extra, you know, uh, adding extra items to it, adding extra parameters to, if you will, to the item. I will. Thank you for adding that in there. Um, I even <laughs> so, went as I far mean, as the record was, voice. was very Sorry, easy. Go ahead. What I was doing was was very easy and very like uh, rudimentary, if you will. I will. Uh, I will. I will. <laughs> to, to the items, it was it wasn't advanced stuff like what you were trying to do. You actually wanted to create a character that people could interact with. Mine was just an item that the vanilla skin was already there. You know, I just changed what some really of what really annoyed me is you wouldn't let me put him in your game. I, I it was going to be in the honeybee. Want- a quest that sends me you to make out with a guy. You don't know if that was going to be the end. That's the only that thing you do in role-playing games. No. That's the only thing you do. Riley, you don't know. That's impossible. Turn them gay. You guys don't know that. On the record. You have sex on the record. Guy? In of Dragon my, Age. Of my Fallout 4 survival mode playthrough, 
Well, I was making the characters. He basically said, you can use me as your model, but you gotta make him gay. I mean, all my, all my fans. Well, are... And all... for that, you're gonna make out with Hancock when I meet him. All my, oh. Um, one, uh, if you had just given a chance, given it a chance, Ace, you would have seen that that storyline did not necessarily. Okay, it did. You had to make a choice. You were either right. going to make out with a guy, or you were going to have to fight him. And he was set to. Ha- he he was unkillable. I set him you, to be unkillable. You're, you're either gay or you die. Yeah, you're either you're gay or you die. All my all my fantasy characters are gay. That's just the way it works. I make them all which gay, is, which is definitely an alternate reality from the 1950s. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, we're having a great... It, it's a lot of fun. Ace, ben, Ace Maximus, you've never really been able to finish a game because of it. Riley, have you been able to finish games because of it? Or do you find yourself modding more than playing? Have I finished the, the game before modding? Yes. But have I finished the game after modding? No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, what, what do you run across? What stops you? Is it the same thing? It, it usually is just a combination of... Uh, this is the one downside of playing the vanilla game and then modding is that you kind of know where the game's going to lead up regardless of how much shit you mod. But then it's kind of like, a, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And you kind of get sidetracked because you want to play the new stuff. And then you're kind of like, uh, I, I don't even want to do the end game. I'm just going to mess around and everything. So basically you're on the uh, you're in the fantasy island of... Hey, I don't have to stop Alduin, or I don't have to yeah. destroy the Institute, or whatever. Yeah. So, so it's would all you, good. Would you guys say that's kind of the mystique and one of the big, one of the major reasons why game Bethesda games like Skyrim and Fallout have lasted so long is because of this. You don't have to play the game the way they. In fact, they don't even. They want you to play the game how you want. You know, is that one of the reasons why these these games survived and will continue sur- to to survive at least five more years from now? Yeah, oh, for sure. That's why. That's why I don't think you'll you see, um, you know, another uh, Elder Scrolls in the making. Yeah, no, there isn't is, one. Well, is well, is they the, don't need they don't need to make an Elder Scrolls six because you, you said that you know modding will the will. Uh, add five years onto the game. Well, Skyrim has already added on seven years to its game based By on modding. Itself. <laughs> and yeah. Fallout is very, and Fallout Four is very much on the way because the game dropped in 2016, and people are still bringing new and exciting things into the modding community. So, so yeah, like that's why at E3, Bethesda could could announce brand new games and be like. Well, is this going to piss somebody off? Well, probably somebody that doesn't mod, but at least the majority of our fans who are modders are going to be like, "No, that's cool. Just do what you want to do." And yeah, we we'll got this. this. <laughs> the fans yeah. are like, "Oh no, no, we got this. You do your thing." Yeah, like I think you know, if if anything, at like an E three conference like that, Bethesda should release new mods. Like here's here's somebody that we've taken from the. You mean a better toolkit? Our... You mean a better? No, no tool not, kit? not a not, not a better toolkit, but. Um, take some people who are, you know, part of that um, modding community, the the ones that are actually getting paid by Bethesda now, and instead of releasing a new version of the game, just go, here's something they've been working on for a year. It'll be, you know, available in the fall, and it adds a whole nother 
storyline there to is. any game. Uh, see, now that is actually a really interesting idea because I know that there is a mod that's coming out that adds a whole new area in the game and it's got 30 hours of fucking content. I can't believe that. And it took these guys two years to make. They voiced it themselves. They had their own team for the bugging, as you guys know, the testing. And it was all for... No one got paid to do it. No one. That is absolutely amazing. So, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. I knew... Well, well, let me ask you guys this, because I feel like you're kind of on the the road wrapping wrapping up here. So, um, we talked about how lore-breaking mods are very rare to download and everything, but what are, like, the mods you see that are, like, lore-friendly, but, like, what's the thing you always look for that if you if it if it, that doesn't get checked off the list, you're like, that's a deal-breaker. I don't care how cool everything else is. That I'm not I downloading can, this mod. I can tell you, for me, it's anything that's a ring or a belt or anything that is an infinite. If you put it on and it makes you a god, I will not use it. I will not download it. That's that's my limit. Be becoming unbeatable is something I won't do. Well, cuz you can do that in toggle functions and put on god mode. Why do you need a mod for that? No, I'm talking well, yeah, I still wouldn't do it. No, there's people that make the mods rings where all your stats are like ridiculous. You don't have oh, to yeah. worry about there's, your magicka, your yeah, stamp. There's, yeah. There's items that allow you to add like, you know, 150 million percent to crafted items. So once you make it, you know, the number just stops going. That's how much damage those, you do with Those are the people that are too stupid to actually use coding. Right, yeah. They just go, okay, uh, plus to alchemy. Nines across the board. And then they go, <laughs> here, here's an item for you in game. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's mods like that that they're yeah, those those are not fun. Those are the ones that, that break the game. Okay, so I'm, I'm not going to wrap uh, this up. You're right. You, you asked a good question. I'll go, I'll go to this that, for me, the deal breaker is the voice acting. I'll be honest, because, I, I like, for example, at Fallout, they had, uh, they had uh, expansions of Good Neighbor, and they had, like, full-on, like, hey, here's a brand-new side. Good, good Neighbor doesn't break the game at all because this spot is kind of sectioned off by rubble. It opens up the rubble. There's, like, four new, four new stores. There's some quest lines. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then like and then the review channels are like, "Oh, well the the voice acting is something to be desired." And you get to play the audio and I'm like, "Oh, that ruins it for me because then I don't feel like I'm in the game anymore and somebody just literally recorded it on their phone. They're like, "Nice. That sounds really good." <laughs> but like Like I'm not saying like do they have to sound exactly like they're in the game? Not always, but if if I just hear echoes in your in your audio recordings, I'm just so like like yeah, I love the version, but like that just t- totally brings me out and like uh you no. know I oh. may I may have to dust off my uh my quest for you because my voice acting was on point. I made sure it was good. I may have to dust it off for you to check this out. It's a good quest line and it's a great reward in the end. Promise. If it's a mod where I have to read, that's the deal. <laughs> Hold up, let me. me tell you guys something about Ace Maxis here. <laughs> he does not read. This is how this guy works. All right, here's a new game, okay? Now, in this new game, don't give, don't give a fuck about the story. Who, who, who do I kill? Well, I mean, there's something to why you should kill. Nope, point me in that direction. This guy 
I don't know. Well, we did talk about it on the last show on how you ended up becoming not last show, the last time we had you on when you became a vampire. Well, how did you even learn how to mod when you don't read shit? Like, how is that even possible? Trial you and error. Watch, you, you can watch YouTube and they talk you through it. <laughs> I skip over the videos where the people don't talk; they just type in Notepad. Because <laughs> one, it takes way too long to watch you type, misspell, correct it, keep <laughs> typing. Yep. And then I get then I can learn that way. So I'll just all right. I'll skip ahead. Cool. Now everything's typed. Maybe I'll read, or I'll just go to somebody who will actually talk to me. <laughs> Although at the same time, I don't like people that spend like thirty minutes like plugging their stuff. Yeah. And that uh, like 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 all I want to know is okay. Why is why is Premiere Pro crashing? Uh, what do I do to fix this? Like, all right, here's a quick, easy fix. The video is thirty five fucking minutes, <laughs> and Are the you last five me? minutes. Are the fix to the problem? Yeah, it's hey guys, uh, so so well, yeah. Here's 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 why Pro. Like see, see, I have it right here, and I have this loaded, and this computer I'm using. But yeah, so I noticed the problem personally. I don't give a shit about your monologue. Just help me fix my goddamn program. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care if it requires a little bit of reading. If it's like, hey, why is this? A thing, and then it's it. And I see a video that says forty-five seconds. I'm like, I'm clicking on that. I don't care how many times I have to replay this, as long <laughs> as it will give me the quick and like the short and curlies of, hey, this is how you fix this thing that you're probably here to do. Because that person speaks to me on volumes I cannot describe. All right, that's something we've learned, guys. Do not, pr- don't try and do shameless plugs. Put yourself over. Yeah, Talk. don't put yourself over when you're trying to help other people out in your videos. <laughs> about you <laughs> all right well you know what guys is there okay so as i wind this down so we can give i gotta remember we got to give ragbag some time so that he can talk about do gamer news and update uh the people on what's going on uh i do want to give everyone a chance here i'll do i'll do ace maximus first even though he doesn't have much ace is there anything you want to plug or anything going on with you or are you just living life right now any new game anything you're really interested in what are you doing right now absolutely nothing i was playing uh fortnite before is that free me. is that free fortnite is free to play yeah uh, let me it's, ask uh, you are you on it's xbox? a baby game only babies can play it xbox wait what makes you say that because uh, um my roommates uh, children are better at it than me so clearly <laughs> it is a baby game um, are you on the PS4 or Xbox? Um, I am on Xbox. Um, I would have or, downloaded it. Or, or PC. So. Oh, wait, so I can download on PC and we'll, and we can play? Yeah, you can, well, yeah, or you can, you can, it, it's cross-platform. That's the beautiful thing about it. it. And it's all platforms. So PlayStation and Xbox can play together. Um, PlayStation and PC, Xbox and PC, it's all, uh, So you're telling me I can download it on my PS4 and you, you and I can get into a group. Yeah. All yeah, right. I was, just, I was just playing with uh, Chavo uh, before he called. All right. He was, on, he was on his PC. I was on so, Xbox. Uh, this is for a different show, but God, I don't even want to ask this question. What's the difference between that and PUBG? It seems pretty much the same, but but this Fortnite's cartooning here. Um, PUBG isn't for babies. That's probably right. Um, um, I don't know, because I never played PUBG. Um, PUBG just seems more um, realistic, 
more realistic, more skill-based. I, I would honestly say, well, I don't there's, know. There's, there's nothing something. more realistic than jumping out of a plane naked <laughs> and then having to fight zombies <laughs> who punch yeah. you. Like, I don't know. I just the, the, Watching, you know, um, some of the, the popular Twitch players, um, Ninja, Dr. Lupo, um, they do things in that game that you shouldn't be able to do. Okay. And the ability to break everything down in the game for materials and then build to not only stop bullets, but then to get le- uh, elevation for better angles is, is the reason that I think that game is you, you, going beyond you, what PUBG did. You, you have the high ground. Yeah, you have. Yeah, obviously, you know, Anakin, I have the high ground. <laughs> All right. Um, so you're just living life. You're playing Fortnite right now. You're having a good time. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. You definitely added a wealth of knowledge for people and modding. Is there any advice that you'd like to give to people that would like to get into modding or try to make their own item in a game? Uh, do you have any advice for them? Um, I can't think of any people that I've actually thought, like, watched and remembered. Um, just Google, you know, Google YouTube. How do I do this? How do I do this? Um, Nexus Mod Manager is a great place to go for any yep. mods. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, looking at reviews, um, mm-hmm. like Riley had said, uh, watch people who review them because yeah, there's even stuff coming out, you know, last week for new mods and then they'll do, you know, top 10 of 2018, you know, even down to like top 10 may mods for, you know, for your game you're looking at. And some of them might not be what you are, but some of them will definitely put you in the path of, you know, some things you didn't think about downloading. And a lot of it doesn't break the game. It just enhances it. All right. Here's, here's some advice. Fucking scan your mods before you install them. Because sometimes you might have one that's like, oh, maybe it's good to go. I don't know. And all of a sudden you give your computer aid. So, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um uh, but yeah, like just you know, if if you're kind of on the fence about de- uh, doing mods, if you don't really want to go through the 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 very long process of doing it, just if you got time on YouTube and you got some time to kill, just like 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 I said earlier, just check out some mod reviewers and uh, you know, like for me, could for you me, give I check... a, a name at least for a point of oh, reference? Sure. Like so, I like for me, I'm watching mod reviews from MXR Mods. I'm watching reviews from Oxhorn. Um, over, uh, I'm also watching stuff from Curse Entertainment, like, you know, just a wide barrage of different things and different people, and, you know, some people go into detail about one particular mod, and they kind of show you the pluses and minuses, some people give you five mods, give about a minute or two to each one to keep the shows relatively short, um, but yeah, like, there's a, there's, there's so many mods out there that it's nice to have different platforms to watch because then you're spending about an hour watching, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different, uh, channels, different episodes and being able to see like, oh, wow, I was able to cover 20 mods in an hour and I really want to get this one. want to get this one. I'm probably going to stay away from that one. Uh, and the rest of them like, meh, whatever, like it's fine. But at least I know instead of just being like top-reviewed mod right now is this, and it's like, well, three guys out of four said that that mod is total ass, but everybody's downloading it because it's brand new. All right. That's awesome. 
that uh, guys, thank you for the advice. Uh, Ace Maximus, thank you for the modding and help over the years of us knowing each other and you building multiple computers for me. Uh, Riles, Riles, Beniles, do would you like to take this time to plug anything? Maybe. Sure, I got the Lonesome Road uh, podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I uh, got the YouTube channel, Riles Beniles, uh, kind of dead right now, but that's just because I've been moving into my new place, kind of getting uh, settled in and everything. But once I get to the point where I'm uh, ready to go with uh, some more playthroughs, I'll do some more playthroughs. And uh, other than that, just uh, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Hey, so from RGG and the fans and everyone else and all blah, blah, blahzies, thank you, Ace Maximus Foley. I really appreciate, appreciate it, man. I know you had a busy day today. I know I was bugging you. I apologize about that, all right? Not a problem. No, not at all. I love having I had, you on the show. I, I had fun, and, yeah, these these are a lot of fun to do. And uh, Riles Benales, as always, you're always, you're, you always uh, are there and you uh, you get the job done when you're here, and I appreciate that. I can count on you. So thank you guys very much. And then uh, I am now going to give this over to Ragbag. Ragbag, take it on. Take it over. On did that did that sound bad? Was that was, I ruined, you're the worst? I, God dang it! You're, yeah, you're the yep. fucking worst. Was that bad? That was, was that, that, I mean, I didn't know what you were trying to do. I didn't. Like, what's, what's he? Like, what's he? What's he, he taking ta- on? No, well, he, he would be taking like, is on. He, is he? Is this your quest? <laughs> no, there's no quest. It was well. The quest Rag, is for him to Rag do. Ragbag's got to be gay or Rag- die. Now, <laughs> my quest. Yeah, I really, I my quest really work. want Ragbag to include all the stuff before he actually takes over. <laughs> Just realize how much of a fucking train wreck you are. <laughs> and racist. I am not and racist. racist. You and guys racist. just made that up. All right, guys. This is RGG. The next voice you're going to hear is the first and last voice, Ragbag. Thank you guys very much. Well, there you have it, guys. RGG bringing you another great interview. Man, that guy doesn't give himself enough credit, dude. I, I enjoy listening to those interviews so freaking much. Um, Riles Beniles, I've been friends with for a long time. Ben, I've had the chance to edit two of uh, his um you know times on the podcast now and again i just like listening to those guys talk they do a great job uh they're kind of putting me out of a they're making it so i really i don't even need to say anything i think uh um, they kind of just they they made the podcast already really good so what else can ragbag bring to the table not a lot but i will say um my two cents on modding just because uh, I want to fill some time here. I'm sitting here. It's like 9.30 where I'm at. I got to be up at like 6 in the morning. But I just kind of want to talk vid- video games because I haven't been able to do that in some time. Modding for me. Um, I've always had an opportunity to do it. But uh, it's very... I've always had this really weird... It's kind of similar to Riley, right? Um, which he said that he doesn't... He likes to play through a game... You know, kind of like the, the the bare bones of the game before he starts use, using mods, and uh, that's kind of how I, I play most of my games as well. You know, an example is you know Grand Theft Auto. I will not use a single one of those up down left right, uh, right trigger left trigger square triangle circle select you know cheat codes um, until I beat the game. It's just kind of how I I've I've always. Um, played video games. It's kind of similar to how, like, when me and RGG had the whole loot crate or, um, you know, 
microtransactions talk where I just like I can't get myself to purchase anything that's going to make my character better. It's like I feel like I like to play through exactly what it is that the devs had in mind when they were making the game, um, you know, without being able to use cheat codes or mods or whatever. So while I know that mods aren't cheat codes and sometimes they can really enhance the, the ability to play the game, even if it's just graphics, you know, stuff like that, I've just never really found that to be appealing. I don't I don't really know why. It's just never really been something that I've wanted to do. So, you know, that's that's again, there's so many different kinds of gamers and uh I, I honestly could never foresee myself becoming a guy like Ben or like Riles or or like RGG where I like intentionally purchase games and then I'm I'm looking for the next mod to make them better. Um, and that's it's kinda weird, but that's just how I've always been. But I totally get it, dude. When Riley hit the nail on the head, I have replayed Skyrim like 40 fucking times, and every single time I'm sitting in the back of that damn wagon, and I'm like, son of a bitch, this is boring as shit. Maybe that's uh, an opportunity to try out a mod, I don't know. Um, some gaming news that I really wanted to talk about, uh, E3 coming up here, uh, in June, it's, uh, a big time for a lot of us gamers, we look forward to it and, and hearing about some of the biggest games that'll be coming out, and as some of you may or may not have noticed, uh, PS4, um, there was, a kind of a little bit of a, I don't know if it was a leak necessarily or more of an announcement, but it sounds like we will be getting Last of Us Part 2 to gameplay so if you're like me you consider the last of us to be one of the best games that you've ever played uh you know keep an eye out for that uh june 11th co- uh, press conference for the uh, sony e3 portion um and and maybe you'll be able to see some good stuff out of the last of us i know a lot of people are quite possibly thinking about holding off on watching it because they want to wait until the game comes out but dude um this is an opportunity for us to see what might be uh, you know another game of the year contender sony has also came out and said that they will also have probably a new trailer for the spider-man game and uh hopefully some more uh, information on death stranding i don't necessarily know i haven't really been able to to find anything that we will see gameplay on death stranding uh, but it sounds like we will get an update on exactly what the fuck that game is um, because a lot of people like it i'm really excited for it and i don't know what to be excited about but i think it's going to be a really good one so keep your eyes out on that uh june we're looking for e3 and we'll have some more things as well on xbox and uh, pc games i'm sure as well uh we're looking at uh xbox guys uh for those of you that are uh xbox homers uh don't forget this week uh, may 18th we are going to get the release of state of decay 2 ultimate edition as a huge zombie survival game guy I've heard a crap ton about this game, and it'll be coming out later this week. Uh, Priced right now at $49.99. It's basically a co-op multiplayer game where you're trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. Kind of another um, stab at trying to create a game in which we can come together to kill zombies. Um, There's been a a lot of these kinds of games in the past. We'll, I guess, see how State of Decay uh, stacks up here when it comes out later this week. Um, but I know I don't have an Xbox, but I've watched some gameplay on that uh, on State of Decay, and I thought it, it's actually looked pretty solid thus far. And uh, last but not least, one other thing that I wanted to touch on really quick, just because I was doing some browsing uh, through the interwebs, reading up on some gamer news, and uh, just recently, obviously, it's it's we're talking May 2018 now, and this is something we could have probably talked about a few weeks ago, but um, this is one of the, the the recent articles that had popped up, 
and uh, people are talking about it a little bit here. Um, Microsoft sold about 30 million Xbox One consoles by the end of 2017. Now, if you had to guess how many PlayStations were sold, what would you say? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple seconds. 73 million plus PlayStations. Okay, 30 million Xboxes, 73 million PlayStations, and, and then some. That boggles my mind. That is crazy. They more than doubled the Xbox One console sales. Um, so th that that was released by uh, the EA chief financial officer. I guess EA has been known for doing this in the past where they've um, not really supposed to release those numbers and they go out and do it anyways because it's EA. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of interesting. I think a lot of us have always known that PlayStation was a little bit ahead of Xbox. I think a lot more people view PlayStations as home entertainment systems opposed to just gaming systems, which I believe Xbox... Um, Xboxes are as well, but I still think that it's tough for them to shake just being a gaming system. Uh, but I think that's really telling. It's it's pre pretty surprising. And I think this could definitely be a topic for one of our episodes here probably over the next couple of weeks, if not months. Just the console wars idea. Um, because as we know, Nintendo has always had kind of a niche crowd. And uh, with, with this recent report coming from EA's chief financial officer, I think it's another just... It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, to see where uh, Xbox kind of stands, and if we anticipate, you know, the the whole idea of a console war being something in the next five to ten years, or if we're eventually going to whittle our way down to kind of one major system, and that being maybe something with Sony, or maybe who knows, maybe uh, eventually PCs will kind of kill everything else off. But uh, again, just something to kind of think about a little bit, and something that I think is interesting to leave you guys with the idea that PlayStation is absolutely whooping xbox's arse if you guys want to make sure to follow us on facebook facebook.com slash uh the grapple talk otherwise at the grapple talk on twitter that's how you can follow the network we always post updates on this show and other shows that we have uh ross family matters podcast lonesome road as heard by riles banals earlier in this podcast uh, we got the grapple talk flagship on there as well lots of wrestling centric um podcasts more or less but nonetheless a lot of them are also great listens just because it's a lot of conversation among some dudes and some gals that like to have good times if you want to find rgg just search regular guy gaming on youtube twitch uh, Twitter and on Facebook. He's got a lot of social media pages. I'm not even sure that I, I'm following him on every single one of those, but you can. And uh, <laughs> and don't forget to follow me, Ragbag, R-A-G-G-B-A-G-G. -G -G. That's on YouTube, also on Facebook. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter with my shoot name, Nick J. Ragnar. I've been pretty dormant as far as posting things on my YouTube channel or my Facebook page. I've just been really busy. Um, and really the, the, the big question was, is that I've kind of been, uh, become more of a streamer and, uh, you know, with life, how it's been, it's, it's, I, I really don't have opportunities to sit down and play hours upon hours of games. I might have 30 minutes here. I might have another, uh, 45 minutes there. And basically I really wanted to play God of War. I was holding off playing it and I was pushing it on the back burner and like, oh, I need to stream it and oh, I need to make sure I'm recording it and blah, blah, blah. And I have to have a microphone in front of my face and a face cam there. And uh, it got to the point where I was like, dude, this game is really good. I want to get through it. I'm sick of, you know, holding myself 
from playing it just so that I can record it. So I said, fuck it, and I just started playing it, and I've probably put in like 15 hours after the last time that I recorded it. And, uh, you know, I I really miss making content, but not necessarily playing God of War. I think when it comes to my streaming stuff, I, I'm going to stick with horror games. I might eventually try to work my way into a sports franchise, but really I think I have the most fun streaming when I'm doing horror games because it takes my mind off the fact that I'm doing something that I absolutely hate. So, uh, so um, until I, I kind of uh, start having a little bit more free time, which will be probably actually coming in the next couple of weeks because work will die down a little bit here, um, my channel will probably stay quiet. I'm thinking about doing a little bit of a reboot um, and kind of just making sure that I have all of my equipment and everything that I want to do set up before I start streaming again just because, you know, a lot of people say it takes a lot of work. You have to put a lot of work into it. Um, during, but I think, you know, a big thing for streamers, um, you know, I, I, I don't remember if this was necessarily in the conversations that we've had on this podcast, but a big thing for all y'all, if you ever do consider streaming, or maybe you're not having the best experience streaming is I think, you, you know, you really need to put a lot of work in before you ever start streaming at all. Um, making sure that you have, you know, the right setup, making sure that, I mean, something as silly as having the, 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 the proper equipment, like having the right internet, the, the right computer to do so. Um, if you want to have a face cam, making sure that's all set up, um, kind of honestly having not necessarily a character, but just being, you know, being comfortable with what it is that you're exactly doing. Because I think sometimes if you don't have a lot of that figured out, um, if people are tuning into you to check out what it is that you're doing, you'll come off kind of as an amateur. And I think that's a really big turnoff for a lot of people. So, um, I think that's one big mistake that I had made. I had all the equipment set and I was so excited to do it that I just started doing it. And I didn't really have a lot of things figured out that I needed to have figured out. So, um, kind of taking these next couple of weeks and really these past few weeks of, of me not recording as an opportunity to play some of the games that I really wanted to play um, and I was holding off on playing them because I wanted to stream them and really um, it kind of turned gaming into more of like not not a job because obviously I wasn't getting a ton of views and I wasn't getting paid for it but it kind of turned it into something that wasn't as fun as it was prior and really the reason why I started gaming so that's kind of why I haven't been streaming again I will probably start doing some horror games again soon that's kind of my niche um, I don't get a ton of views for it, but I do man screams. It's fun to go back and watch. And, uh, I know the people that have joined in on those streams enjoy it as well. So, um, that'll be coming from me. And, uh, with that, I'm going to get off of my soapbox here. I am going to edit this podcast and then I'm going to try to play a little bit of God of war before I have to get up early in the morning. So, uh, with that, everybody, uh, thank you all so much again. Happy mother's day. Since we're dropping this literally probably just before mother's day ends, uh, make sure to tell all of the, the moms in your lives, how much you love them and how much they mean to you because, um, you know, it's, it's because of them sometimes that, uh, you are the way that you are. And if not, well then, uh, you know, that sucks. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Before this gets too much more awkward, we will sign off. My name is Ragbag. Thanks again for joining us, guys. Deuces, as my good friend RGG would say.